Hi besties, welcome back to From Inside My Car. It's your host, Alyssa, like always. I don't know what episode this is, and it's been a while again, but not as long as last time. Not as long. This is going to be a really fun episode. I actually forgot everything that I want to say, so we'll just see where we go from here. First of all, hi. How are you? Oh yeah, that's interesting. You're bad? That sucks. Anyways, the main concern, have you eaten today? Have you showered? Because that's, do you take care of yourself? Are you taking care of yourself? Show yourself some love. Turn on a candle. Buy yourself some flowers. Make food while you listen to this. I say that every single time, but make food. Make sure you eat something. And if not, take a shower first. Maybe listen to this while you're in the shower. Actually, that sounds weird. Never mind. But I know, Melissa, no, I'm not going there. It's just, wait, okay, riddle me this. I hate that I said that. But are you one of those people that uses their phone while they're in the shower? Because Melissa does, like, she watches YouTube videos in there, and she texts me in there, and I don't, I don't understand (laughs) how people do that. Except when I was little, my sister used to take in her phone to put on music on a speaker, and one time I, I tried to take my little iPad when I was like 10 to put on music. And my grandma was like, don't take it in there. Your iPad is going to break because it's going to get steamy in there because of the hot water. And the steam's going to hit the iPad and it's going to break. Okay? I'm convinced. I'm pretty convinced that she just said that. So I wouldn't get it wet and actually break it. But I don't know if that's true. See, I've just never taken my phone with me into the sh- that's really risky would you do you take your phone into the shower like a weirdo melissa's not the only person i know that does this i know a youtuber does that and i know that gabby does that i don't understand but i mean to each their own it's just a little weird a little weird anyways today in english class today actually went well I did not have a headache in English class. I was not hungry in English class. It's because I took medicine for a headache before. Unimportant. But I was talking to my English teacher because he always puts on music on Pandora. Like, that plays in the classroom either before class starts or like in our 10 minute break. Because it's a 10 minute class. Or I mean a 2 hour class. So he gives us a break. And this time it was like sea shanties and you know the scooby-doo movie with the pirates they're like the scooby-doo gang they go on like a cruise ship and they're supposed to solve all these mysteries and then turns out that there's like an actual big mystery with pirates that was one of my favorites growing up along with the the one with like the when they're stuck inside the video game i love that one i love scooby-doo so much um and as we're listening to the music, it sounds a lot like the music that's in the movie. So I asked him, I was like, have you have you seen that movie? Like, is this the music that's in there? He's like, no. He's like, I actually hate Scooby-Doo. That's so funny because that's against the law. You know, like, that's just not allowed. He's a weirdo. Anyways, I was like, what do you mean you're against Scooby-Doo? He's like, yeah. In like 2000 or something, I was a kid. He was saying this, and he's like, and I was watching Cartoon Network as a kid, and during that time, they had, like, a poll, or, like, an election. He called it an election. He's like, we had a 2000 election for kids on Cartoon Network, and you got to choose which character won, and he voted for for someone. I think he voted for Marvin the Martian. I think that's, I think he's from Looney Tunes. (laughs) and he's like you would have to call to vote like call in and put in your vote through the telephone so he used to call as a kid a couple times a day and be like marvin the martian marvin the martian and scooby-doo ended up winning and he said that ever since then he's just had a grudge against him he's just hated him and that's hilarious to think of a little mr g calling in that's literally hilarious but that's unfair. Like, that's not that's not legal. 
you can't not like Scooby-Doo. That's crazy to me, but that's funny. And he's like, yeah. So ever since then, I've kind of just hated it. And I was like, you're missing out. And he's like, mm, I don't think so. I don't plan on watching it anytime soon because I still wish that Marvin the Martian would have won. So what I'm getting is that he's a little petty. And then some other guy jumped in and he's like, have you seen Mystery Incorporated? And he's like, no. That Mystery Incorporated is incredible. I remember watching that in middle school and that scared me so much. I'm sure some of the episodes do still scare me. Like the Alice May one, the Aphrodite one. Oh gosh, no. Like the last couple ones of the second season literally destroyed me. And I'm pretty sure if I watched it again, it would have the same effect. Because they're just so sad. Like, it really... Actually, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it. But I think it's on Netflix. I should rewatch that. Also, it's almost Halloween. The time is approaching. I love Halloween. And I have not seen one Halloween movie. It's October 27th when I'm recording this. I've seen Hocus Pocus on TV. And I missed half of it because I was doing Sudoku. <laughs> Because I love Sudoku. Anyways, I have not seen anything else. Last year, I rewatched American Horror Story, Murder House, and Coven. I feel like if anything, at least watch Coven. Literally on Halloween, I watched half of the Coven episodes. Coven is probably my favorite and Murder House. They're just so good. I'm sorry. I No, I'm not. They're literally so good. And I haven't seen anything. No Coraline. No Paranorman. What is this? No, My Babysitter's a Vampire? Is that still on Netflix? I should binge watch that right now. But that is, that is it. That's, anyways, that was a whole podcast. Thanks for listening. No, we're going to continue. First of all, first, I was afraid. I was petrified. You know, I kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights just thinking how you did me wrong. And I, I used to cry, you know. But now I, I hold my head up high. Did you like that? Was that really good? Was that like spoken poetry or something? Wow, she was really good. I felt inspired. Maybe I'm my own icon. Anyways, Halloween is coming up. I'm excited. But what's horrible is like two weeks ago I went to Home Depot and Christmas decorations are up. And I hate to say it, but I was like, ooh, it's Christmas. And I think it was last Monday. I went to school. And I was like, you know what we need? After, like, Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm drained. So I just, and I usually have headaches. And I just, like, I'm tired. I'm not in the mood for anything. So I need to cheer myself up on the way home. I'm like, what do we need right now? Every time I get in the car, I'm like, what music do we feel like? Taylor Swift. John Mayer, Olivia Rodrigo, do we go on shuffle or something? Let's go wild. Um, yeah, I put on Christmas music. <laughs> it's just, there's nothing quite like Christmas time. I feel very nostalgic for Christmas time. That's a different breed, and I don't know why, but it reminds me a lot of show choir because of all the things we used to do during Christmas. Okay, I feel like I should get into like one of the topics. But this is what a podcast is. It's basically just talking, but I should get into something. So I will get into something. Okay. Remember how I had a little crush? <laughs> oh, you don't? It was only in the last two episodes. Anyways, the first part was me saying, I have a crush. The second episode was me saying, I spoke to my crush. This is me saying, I'm not speaking to my crush anymore. And this isn't a sad story. It's just... A story with the lesson that honesty is the best policy here. We did start talking. And then, I don't, I don't, it, it was not, it was not, it was okay. It was okay. I'll give it that. I will give it that. It was fun. Well, I wouldn't even push it that far. It was okay. I'll stick with it was okay. We were talking. But he lagged a little, so either the person is busy or they're not interested. And either way, that's okay. And also, just for me, the person was a little bland. Like, literally, the idea of him that I had made up in my mind was a lot more fun than this person. But I'm going to be nice, not to myself. I'm going to be nice to him 
and just accredit that to him being not interested. You know what I mean? Because when you're not that interested, you don't really put all of yourself or like the best self out there. If you hear the helicopter, that's not my fault. What do I say every single time? It's not my fault. But, so yeah, I'm just going to say that he was a little bland because he wasn't interested. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's actually a really nice, fun guy, okay? But I wouldn't get to know because last week I said, hi. No, I sent him a voice message and I said, hey, bestie. And he was telling me about a class. I'm like, no, 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 that sounds like a lot of fun. But um, I have liked getting to know you, but I could tell that you're not that interested. So I'll let you off the hook. Okay, it was really nice getting to, thank you, thank you for letting me get, get to know you. It's been an honor, blessed be Gomez. Bye. In a nutshell, that was pretty much it. Um, anyways, I, you know how I kept getting people saying that I was like, in a word, one word that someone used that just stuck with me was ballsy. Like, you got, but anyways, courageous. I'll just go with courageous. I don't know how else to put it. Bold. I don't know. Bold for going up to someone and saying that you're interested and that you think someone's cute. Well, I got the same reaction when I told my mom, when I told him. She's like, did you really say that? And I was like, yes. She's like, interesting. I would never say that. See, here's why. Y'all care too much about people's feelings. Wait, no, that's not it. That's not it at all. What I mean is you can't tell someone you're not interested without being, like, mean or disrespectful. And you also can't control how the other person views it. Okay, maybe that's just me then. Because I don't... I'm not that hurt from someone not being interested. I'm a very understanding person. So I get it that not everyone is into everyone. Like some people have their types. Some people already like people. I know I'm not interested in everyone that's ever spoken to me. And a lot of the times I'm upfront and I tell them. Sometimes if like they're horrible and they're acting very creepy, I kind of just leave them there. But if they're nice and I'll be like, hey, I'm very flattered. But no, thank you. And I think it's the same for this. It's just the matter of I don't want to waste anybody's time and I don't want them to waste mine. And I think it's a mutual thing. And I think just out of respect, just be honest. You know what I mean? I'm not blaming this person for being nice and a decent person. For like trying to talk to me. In the end, he said, no, it's not that I'm not interested at school. Yeah, okay. That could be the real reason. But anyways, I just said, okay, that's fine. Like, don't even worry about it. Just good luck, bestie. I love calling people bestie. But here's the thing. I started off calling people bro because everyone calls everyone bro. I've stopped saying bro a lot. I've moved on to saying bestie. I don't know where that came from. Everyone started saying bestie and I said it ironically and then it became a thing and I call everyone, like every single person my bestie. Apart from that, I also call people mom. So, and that's the one that people don't like. Okay, by people not liking it, I mean guys. Like, older guys are like, don't call me mom. Like, stop it with your, like, fragile masculinity. Like, it's okay. It's like you calling a girl bro. It doesn't matter for me. For me, everyone's mom. Okay? Melissa's mom. She's also my wife. But she's mom. Keenan's mom. Gabby's mom. Israel's mom, my dad's mom, okay, I won't push it that far, but literally everyone's a mom, and also everyone's bestie, so that's it. Anyways, did I wrap that up? I think I did. I think, just be honest, I also told one of my friends that I said that, and she's like, you said that? And I said, yes. She's like, you're bold. I could never, she's like, but I think I'm going to, I need to, with this guy, and I was like, do it, go ahead, and like I said, it doesn't have to be in a mean way. And you don't have to have a reason for not being interested in someone. Sometimes you're just not interested. Like, you don't have to say, no, it's because, like, like even the, it's not you, it's me. Like, you could just say, I'm, I'm very flattered, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not that interested. But thank you, like, in a nicer way, in a nicer way. And also, if you see that someone's not interested in you, don't push it. Just say what I said. Thanks for letting me get to know you to talk to you. It's been nice. 
but I could tell that you're not that interested, so, like, it, it's okay. It's okay if you leave me alone forever and I run away into the woods. Not in that way, but you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be rude or disrespectful. It's kind of like telling someone you like them. Like, just say it. You don't have to come on in a creepy way. I don't know. I don't want to give examples for that. I don't have examples for that. But just like how you would go up. Like, I went up and I was like, hi, I think you're cute. I just want to let you know that I'm interested. But if you're not, that's okay as well. You know, like, you don't have to come on, like, in a creepy way like those weird guys do. Anyways, (laughs) nothing ever has to be in a creepy, rude, or disrespectful way, no matter what you're trying to say. It's kind of like even when you're disagreeing with someone on something, you don't have to say, no, because you're stupid. You could just be like, well, I disagree. Like, I hear where you're coming from. Like, actively listen to them and say, well, um, yeah, I see your point. I see where you're coming from. Can I show you my perspective? And then you could talk. And then in the end, you could just be like, okay, well, we both see each other's points of views, but we're not going to agree, and that's okay. So we just agree to disagree. And that's it. See, not everything has to be so cathartic. Is that the right word? I don't think so, but it sounds right. So I'm going to go with it. That's a fun word. Cathartic. I love it. Okay, we're going to use it a lot more. Anyways, moving on. That was my little TED Talk. Honesty is the best policy in a respectful way. Yes. Moving on. Last week, I will not get into details, but if you've heard the song Traitor by Olivia Rodrigo, apparently that's what happened to me, and I just barely found out last week. I had gone through a breakup a while ago, and that was fine. I was like, okay, things happen, you know? Like, you can't... See, I'm honestly very understanding, and I'm pretty laid back with certain things. Obviously, things are gonna hurt. But like I said, I'm understanding. So I see it from a different point of view as well. So going through the breakup, I was like, this is okay. This is fine. Am I a little sad? Yeah. But, you know, I will survive. Like my little spoken poetry. Anyways, last week, I found out that there were more details to the story that I did not know. We will not go into specifics. That is not necessary, and I'm not here to bash anyone. Actually, that's one of the things I deeply regret about my first podcast episode, which, let me go on off on a little thing, by the way. In theater, we had to get into groups of four, and I got into a group, I think it was last Wednesday or last Monday. Wins Monday. It was Wednesday. And I got into a group. I knew which kid I wanted. And I was like, if it comes down to the other kid, I'll take him too. Because they look quiet. Because half of the kids in my theater class, I think I said this in the last couple of episodes, they're like theater kids. You know what I mean? Like they're just a certain type of breed. And I can't handle that in the nicest way possible. They're very hyper. And I'm very much like, don't look at me don't talk to me. I don't seem that way, but Andres asked me this on Monday. He's like, what would you do if someone was staring at you? I stare back, and if it's someone, if it's a creepy man, I just stare back. If it's literally anyone else, I'm like, what? What are you looking at? Because that's just so annoying. If you have something to say, talk to me. I don't like people. I seem very nice, and I am, but I act accordingly. I will be the rudest person ever, If you're acting creepy, or yes. Anyways, so I got the group I wanted pretty much. I got the guy that seemed calm. I got another guy that seemed pretty chill. And then I got a very nice girl that also is very calm and chill. Very nice. We make a very nice team. And the guy was like, you have a podcast? Because I just need to include that everywhere. And I'm like, yes. Don't listen to it, though. That's always my thing. And he's like, let me see. And he heard an episode today. And he's like, I was laughing. I heard the first episode. It was good. You're funny. I was like, thank you. I am. Also, throughout that first meeting we had where we were like introducing each other or like ourselves to each other, I kept saying funny things. I don't know what to say, but all of a sudden I'm a comedian. In that class and in my criminal law class, I just, I ooze this type of sexy funniness. I just, I don't understand. I'm sorry, (laughs) but all of a sudden, I've turned into a comedian. I don't know if it's what I say or how I say it. I've never been good at the comedy thing, but all of a sudden, I'm very good at it. Maybe it's because 
I have no idea. I just needed to say that the guy was like, I listened to the first episode. I liked it. It's good. It's entertaining. I was like, thank you. And then I realized I highly regret making the first episode on that. Like the first 10 minutes was me being like, hi, this is going to be my podcast. And then the rest was an, a story time. Like it was something that happened to me. It made me feel a certain way. I talked about it, talked about how I would handle it and how I felt. Yeah, okay, that's normal. Maybe second episode. But I feel like that first episode, I feel like I kind of did a disservice to myself making it so much on how someone else behaved. You know what I mean? I feel like that's kind of sad for me. Like it should have been more about me. This is the Alyssa show. You know what I mean? This is quite literally my podcast. Anyways, so I regret that, but I'm going to leave it up so you could see my roots. Yes, we all need a good first episode. People do did enjoy it, I guess. Anyways, I completely forgot where I was to begin with. Oh, but I think that's what this was about. This podcast episode is not focused on this person. And I'm not going to focus on the situation or give any details at all as to what happened. But all I could say is that when I found out last Wednesday what had happened, it was like going through that breakup again, all over again. It was like going through that breakup all over again. And this time it was like 20 times worse. All I could say is, you know when you're sad and you put on sad music to to like enhance the sadness, to make it more realistic, to make yourself feel like you're like the sad type in a movie, you know what I mean? To cry a little bit, encourage those feelings. Yeah, no, oh, just me? No, that's a lie. I know you do it too. But I did that. And you know when you listen to like a breakup song or like, I'm just going to go with Olivia Rodrigo. If you listen to her song, and let's say like you've never been in a relationship and you hear her songs, but you still cry because that's how good she is at writing music. Well, her whole team and her because um, it makes you feel something and like you really like you're put into her shoes, you know, so you feel that emotion. We're being sympathetic. That's how it is. And a lot of the people are like, I've never even been in a relationship, but I feel this in my core. Yeah, well, that was me with, like, half of her songs. The other half, I get it. But, like, half of her songs were, like, I've never been in this situation. But I'll act along. Anyways, this song, I could definitely relate to now. So I put it on. And through a different lens, like, I was hearing it through different eyes. Wait, that makes no sense. I was listening to it with different ears. Okay, that also makes no sense. You know what I mean. I listen to it with a different perspective now. And all I could say is I unsafely drove home while crying. I sobbed. I literally, I broke down. Because after I found out that news, I wanted to cry. Like my stomach dropped down. No, my heart dropped down to the pit of my stomach. And it was bad. And I drove home crying. And I was like, I, oh my gosh. But I also, like, you feel sad. You have to let yourself cry and feel that way. It's not a bad thing to be sad. It's kind of like, it'd be a bad thing to be happy. Like, it's not. It's just a feeling. And I feel like, you know, that's like the beauty of being a human being. You get to experience all of these types of emotions. And I think that that's, that's the human experience. I think that's good. Because then you, you take extra notice of the happy things and you realize the sad things. And like, I feel like they all make part of who you are, you know? So I don't really complain. But I was crying, and I was like, I am disgusted, I hate this person, I'm I'm so sad, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I feel betrayed, I'm unwell, I'm very unwell right now. I try to sing this song, but when you're sobbing, yeah, you can't, you literally can't. So if you've ever seen Glee, and when Rachel Berry's like sobbing, but she's singing a song, that is so unrealistic. We've all known that, but it's so unrealistic. It's so bad because nothing can come out of your throat. Like you're blocked. Anyways, I went home and I said nothing. And then the next day I went to class and I heard the song because I'm dumb. Actually, I feel like I kind of just wanted to get it all out of my system. That's why I kept pushing it so much. And I cried a little on my way to class, but not that much. And then I listened to it again on my way home. <laughs> 
and I sobbed a lot again this time. See, on my way to class, I was like, I need to keep it controlled here, okay? On my way home, I let loose. I was like, nope, and I sobbed again, and that's that's okay. And the only person I told was Melissa, and because I saw her that night, and she was just able to be there and hold me and give me a hug, and that's great. So, now that we have context out, which really was no context, but you really don't need context for this, but I've had a lot of time to think. A lot of time to think. The first two days, all I could say is I, like I said, I was very sad. <laughs> I was very angry. I was heartbroken. I was uncomfortable. I was disgusted. I felt betrayed. Need I add more? I don't think so. But as I felt those things, I was like, I could, what's the highest level of disrespect? I feel for me is like, spitting on someone like you just don't do that to another person I could spit on this person is what I have to say I could literally punch this person and feel okay like this is the one per okay I could beat up a lot of people but I could punch this person and spit in their face and still feel okay anyways now I don't feel that it's kind of like remember like there's people you miss and then you start to think, why don't I talk to this person anymore? And I've said this before, and you kind of have to remind yourself. Remember, they did this. And then you're like, yeah, I remember, but was it that bad? So you don't just have to remind yourself of what the person did. You have to remind yourself of how you felt in that moment. Because that is what brings it back. Now, at this moment, a week has passed, and I don't feel that bad anymore. If I think too deeply about it, yes, I probably would. But also, I spent the weekend pretty distracted, which is very good. So, this is how to deal with a breakup. I have not dealt with a breakup recently, but it certainly feels like I have. So, this is these are the tips from Melissa to how to deal with a breakup. First of all, if you're sad, you're going to cry, okay? Cry, sweetie. Cry, baby boo. Oh, that was disgusting. You're gonna cry. If you're angry, you're gonna punch a pillow. Actually, I was very angry. And I wanted to go, you know, one of, like, the, I think they're called demolition rooms. Like, you just go, and you're in, like, a safety suit, and you could like, smash plates. Or, like, smash anything. I don't know, like, with the bat, or just throw things. Yeah, I wanted to do that. I had a lot of anger right there. Anyways... Act accordingly is what I mean. In a very safe way also. If you're angry, go to one of those rooms if you can. I did not. I also did not punch my pillow. But I cried, which also got the anger out. Like, you don't have to be aggressive to do that. Also, crying will help too. Dancing will help. Doing a sport will help. Anything that gets your body moving or active, crying is also a thing, like I said. It's, it's doing something. It's still a way of releasing if your way of releasing is making music, writing songs, do that. After crying for two days, not con- not continuously, <laughs> just a little bit, in two days, I, I hung out with friends on Thursday night. I hung out with, like, a family friend the next day and then with my mom and my brother the whole day. And then Saturday and Sunday, I spent, like, a lot of time with my dad and other people. So, all I could say is I was pretty distracted. I'm not saying to distract from however you feel or from your pain. But, once you've let yourself cry and kind of process how you feel in that moment, it is okay to surround yourself with good people that, like, are your support system and that care about you. If you say you have none of those, well, I'm pretty sure that's a lie. Even if it's not a completely close friend, you could probably still rely on them. Don't rely on me, though. I probably don't want to talk to you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but I never realized how much I would have liked that support system. I did not like that support system when I actually broke up with this person. Or when we had our breakup. Because it felt very pitying with my mom and my sister. Because I told them there was a breakup. We're done. 
and we got in the car, and they're like, like, F that guy, I'm like, no, like, he's nice, um, interesting, (laughs) and I was like, no, leave him alone, and they're like, let's put on some breakup music, some, like, music, and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't even like that music, y'all, can y'all just act normal, please, like, that was not fun, here in this case, most of my friends did not know, my mom, I definitely did not tell her, because I would not hear the end of it, I bet, um, I didn't tell my dad, you know, this is not, I don't share ugly secrets, like, I've worked on stuff, I can, I can keep my tongue now, I can hold my tongue, but no one needs to know that, for the other person's sake, and for mine, like, just no one ever needs to know, except Melissa, obviously, (laughs) but having that support system, even if, like, when they don't know what happened, was nice just to surround yourself also because they don't know they don't constantly bring it up you know so it's not constantly in your face so that's very nice obviously if you want to tell people like why you want to hang out with them go ahead and be open about it if that's best for you for me it was not I actually hated being with people during the breakup but this was a lot better and then after that you kind of just have to pick yourself back up slowly like you're gonna get sad at times you're gonna get angry at times like after the first few days it's not just over things are gonna come back you're just gonna have to learn to cope with it little by little and I think that's what life is you know but I will get into that right now trust me but after those first two days and I got everything out of my system I kind of just started thinking Wow, I hate everything. Like, I used to look back at that time and feel, like, nostalgia and be like, aw, cute. Anyways, well, now I look back at that time, like, those same moments I would have thought, like, aw, cute. And I'm like, that was probably a lie. Everything was a lie. That's just, like, that's terrible. That's a horrible feeling. And that's okay to feel, okay? So I would think that and I'd be like, oh, well, it's over now. And now my main instinct was, well, I've grown a lot. The first thing that came to mind was, well, right now, the first thing that I thought was, at least right now, I see myself forth, you know? I'm not feeling like, what did I do wrong? What, like, no. If someone does something to, well, actually, case by case, I'm not going to say you're the victim when I don't know your specific situation. But... In this case, I was like, you know what, I've, right now I kind of realize my worth. I realized how I was treated, and my main instinct was, well, I deserve better than that. You know, like, that is not all I'm worth. I'm more than enough, and if anything, something better is going to come along, and I'm going to be very grateful for that when it does, and I'm going to realize that when I see it, you know? So, I f- yeah, that was my main thing. And then I started thinking about the past. And I feel like when you go through a breakup, I feel like you could think, I should not have loved that person. I should not have given them that much attention, that much time. See, I regret none of it because I could look back at that time and say, I wasn't perfect. I needed a lot of growing to do. But I was also the best girlfriend I could have been at that time. I was the best partner. And... Even at that time, like, I was pretty good. I needed a lot of growing to do within myself. But during that time, I was the best possible person I could have been with that partner, you know? So I have no regrets. I love that person fully. I can't say that I never tried. Like, I literally tried my best to be there for that person and to love that person and to show up fully and to trust that person. I think I did a pretty great job given the circumstances that I was in mentally at that point. So I did that good. And then from there, my thought process moved on to also being in that relationship and leaving that relationship. Okay, being in that relationship made me realize what I needed to fix within myself. Like looking, once I left that relationship, I was like, okay, what could have been better just with me? And I was like, okay, well, from my childhood, I have fear of abandonment. I have 
fear of cheating, I have trust issues, and apparently, just specifically with this relationship, I I was very insecure. I was more insecure than I thought I would have been, but I was, and I was like, okay, well, how can we improve that? And it, this would be just for me, you know? It's not really, like, what did I do wrong? How did I lose this person? It's not like that. It's just like, okay, what can we work on to make ourselves feel better in the next relationship? You know, like, to be better, not only for our next partner, but but for ourselves. Because in that relationship, me acting a certain way out of fear not only made me push away a person, but also hurt me a lot in the process with my overthinking. And in that time that we have been separated. I have been working on myself nonstop. And it's not for the person, it's really for me, so that I could feel comfortable with whoever I end up with, with whoever my partner is. This isn't some, half of it could just be applied to me being single and by myself, but the other half is also so that I could be more comfortable in whatever relationship comes. Because you know how people say, you shouldn't fix yourself for another person. You have to fix yourself for, your, like, for yourself. Yeah, I agree. It should all be for yourself. But like I said, it's for me. But some things are just more applicable when you're in a relationship. Like trust issues, fear of cheating, fear of being left, like abandonment issues. So, yeah. But that's also for me. So that I could feel happier in my next relationship. And more open. And not so afraid to love that person and so I won't push that person away you know I feel like if you have certain fears or issues like that it not only affects you but it does affect the other person as well it's how you react to those issues I thought I was dealing with them pretty well in that case but I will admit it could have been a lot better too but also we're continuously growing it's okay see so I also won't admit that I was perfect in that relationship. Like I said, I wasn't, but I was the best that I could have been at that time. But throughout this time, I have grown a lot. I have grown a lot. See, I can't say that no one is ever going to, like, not leave me. Wait, let me figure out my wording. I can't say that in the future someone's, like, just never gonna leave me or never cheat on me or never do something. Like, I don't know. But I can say that I will be better prepared to handle it in a way or I would have a better point of view from it kind of like this would just happen like if someone were to cheat on me in the future I won't be like why was I not enough for you why blah blah like that thought might come into question but I will automatically check myself and be like no you are enough you deserve better than this it's not that you weren't enough for them it's that you deserve so much better than this, so don't even worry about that. Obviously, you're still going to be sad, not going to lie, <laughs> because that does hurt. I'm not saying, wait, no, wait, no, yeah, actually, that's perfect. That's the thing that I was going to go with, like, where I was like, I'll get into it. Okay, I'm getting into it now. Well, I've been getting into it. But touching on these fears that I've had and, like, these issues that I have, which are made 10 times worse with my overthinking and anxiety. But kind of like I said in my schlump video, when certain ideas come to mind and I start getting scared, whether it's like fear of cheating, fear of abandonment, insecurities, um, just anxiety, whenever that comes, I'm not saying that working on these issues are going to help them go away. Like 100%. Because they're not. Okay, some of them will if you go to therapy, if you try really hard to work on yourself all the time. Some of them could, but a lot of the times they won't. I'm being completely honest. A lot of the times growing up, wait, this is nurture. I've learned this in psychology, even though we're way behind. But that's nurture. We did not, like, be, we were not birthed into this world being terrified of love being terrified of being abandoned or being cheated on, we learn that through our environment that we've grown up in. And it takes a lot of time once you're older to deconstruct those preconceived notions that you've had from your childhood. You know what I mean? And a lot of the times, 
if you didn't work too hard on them, but, like, you're trying your best. Or sometimes if it's just something that really affected you as a child that's not prominent today, now that you're older. But if it happens again and you haven't seen that in years, it might crush you completely. You might have been like, I thought I was over this. But you haven't gone through that since you were, like, 12 or 8 or 5. I don't know. It depends on you. But you might still feel crushed. But if it's something that you think of more on the regular and you constantly work on it, I'm not going to say it's going to go away, but every time that something does happen, I'm really happy to say that you are going to start coping with it a lot better. And that is the best thing in the world. Not only does that every time it happens, are you going to cope with it better? You're going to learn to cope with it better. That's the thing. You're going to learn your, like you're going to learn more about yourself and how you handle things. Whether it's you just saying, okay, first step, Alyssa, how do you feel right now? Okay. Second step, just take deep breaths. Just take deep breaths. Second step, okay, now that I'm more calm, why do I feel this way? Okay. Why do I feel this way? Okay, where did that come from? Where do you think that stemmed from? Okay. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you slowly start to pinpoint the issues and you start to calm yourself down. And that just... By the end of that, you should be proud of yourself. And by the next time, if you have, like, another anxiety attack, or if the fear of abandonment comes back a little bit, like, if you're just thinking about it and that thought appears when you're thinking of relationships, and you start panicking a little bit, and you're going to start calming yourself down again. So I'm not saying these issues are just going to go away, these thoughts are just going to go away. They're not. They're most likely not. But you are going to learn how to cope with them better and better every single time and one of the best things about that is after every single time you learn to cope with it a little bit better you're gonna be proud of yourself I know I was the last time I had a schlump I think it was when I made that podcast episode I was like wow I that was like the first time I handled that very well okay I'm kind of proud of myself like that is how I felt So that's why you need to be very aware of how you handle yourself. Oh, and something else, especially with this, you kind of need to treat yourself with the same patience that you would a child. Okay, maybe you wouldn't treat yourself, or maybe you wouldn't treat your, like, little sibling with that much patience, but I know I do. Not all the time. Not at all. My little brother's annoying, but, um... You know how when you're little and your parents are trying to help you with like a math problem or something and you're not doing it right and they get frustrated and they yell at you and then you kind of like just start crying. If you've never been through that, you're lying. Anyways, and it just makes it hard because then you start crying as a kid and your parents are like, why are you crying? It is not that hard. But also they're adults. They already know this. They can't say that. So, what I do is, I'm pretty, actually, that didn't happen to me. I've, (laughs) I had my dad's help with my math. He's good at math. I was always, like, I was lazy with my homework, but I always tried my best. And my dad was patient with me. That's the best I could say. My mom with my little brother, though, she is not. And I know that a lot of parents are like this. And I'm not saying that parents that are like this just should not be parents. No, I'm just saying they should probably practice using patience a little bit more, especially if you have, like, a kid or I don't know what else. I have no idea. Um, I feel like parents... Wait, never mind. Um, but my mom, when she's trying to help my brother with homework, she gets frustrated and she gets mad at him and she's like, why can't you do this? It's not that hard. And he starts crying because he's hurt and he's frustrated as well. My job is to go. It's not my job, but I do, I don't like seeing people fight, and I don't like seeing kids being yelled at for something that they simply don't know how to do. So I go up, and I'm like, mom, go to the other room. And she's like, what? Go to the other room, mom. And then I grab my brother a tissue. I'm like, here you go. And I give him a hug. I help him calm down. I give him some water. Maybe get him a snack if I'm feeling very generous. I'm like, calm down. Okay, let's just start again. It's a simple problem. Okay, let's go. And then I help him. 
I'm not going to say it doesn't take a lot of patience. It does take a lot of patience. And I'm not saying I'm always patient with my brother. Just specifically with homework. Because I know how frustrating that could be. I know that this is something that he doesn't know. I know that he's already lazy and doesn't want to do his homework. And tired, probably. He probably wants to use a phone. That's okay. We're all literally the same. We all have the same motivations and wants. Not completely, but pretty much. So I go and I'm patient with him. And that is how you have to treat yourself. However you would be to a person that that you know needs the most kindness, you're going to be kind to that person, right? You're going to be patient with that person. That is how you need to be for yourself. Because that's all life is. You're going to go through situations, and if you just keep getting mad at yourself and beating yourself up, this is going to be a long and hard road for you. Okay? That's the hard truth. That's the hard truth, bestie. So, you're just going to go, and you're going to be patient with yourself, and you're going to be graceful with yourself, and you're going to forgive yourself for making mistakes. You're going to realize that you made mistakes. You're going to admit it to yourself, maybe to someone else and apologize if that's needed. But if it's just for you, you're going to realize, where are my shortcomings? What do I need to work on just to improve myself, to help myself grow so that I could have the best life for myself? You know what I mean? And it's not really for anyone else. It is for you. Like I said, learning how to deal with my issues for like my next relationship isn't just for the other person. It's for both of us so that I could be happier in that relationship, so that I could be more open and carefree, so that my other person could feel that energy coming from me and reciprocate that, you know? It's for both of us, but really, it, it is for me. When people say, you can't change for a guy. Like, no, I'm not trying to improve myself or grow for another person that I don't even know who that person is yet. I am doing it for me and the prospects that I will end up with someone. All I could say is I love Hallmark movies. <laughs> That's like a complete 180. But I cannot wait until I'm 40 years old or 35. I won't push it. And I'm a widowed mother with two children and a man comes and at first we're enemies to lovers and then he's gonna be nice to my kids and my kids are gonna like him and then they're gonna help each other out and then I'm gonna fall and we're gonna fall in love and we're gonna have a cat there's always gonna be a cat I don't know what to tell you anyways I think something that I wanted to say like the like the last of the, the, I don't know what episode, I don't know, one of the things I just wrote down, I'm pretty sure I even said it, I just don't remember, but one thing I put was that you can't punish yourself for having feelings, okay, so the main thing from this podcast, we're at 47 minutes, about to be 48, the main thing from this podcast episode to take away, oh, I should really start doing sponsorships, huh, yeah, get some bang for my buck, anyways, that mean like that does not make any sense because that would mean I'm paying for never mind this is how my brain works um the goal no the main claim no the main thing of this podcast episode the main message is speak your truth just be honest in a respectful manner whether that's telling someone you like them Telling someone you're not that interested. Telling people, hey, I know you're not interested in me. I think it goes both ways, you know? Because you have to realize also that people are afraid to tell people they're also not interested. So if you notice that someone's not interested in you, make it a little bit easier. Not in a rude way, just do it like me. Like, hey, bestie, I can tell you're not that interested. It's okay. Thanks for letting me get to know you. Like, that's the nice way of doing it. There's no need to be rude. There's no hard feelings involved. Just be honest and with good intentions and be kind and eat food. Have you been eating food? Have you been making a meal while you've been listening to this? We're almost an hour in. I hope you ate a bowl of cereal, you little stinky. Have you taken a shower? This is really just everywhere, isn't it? Anyways, and then the next part is... I don't even think I finished the second part of that. I don't regret that relationship. Even if I found out in the end, it might have been fake to that person, so it kind of hurts. 
But also, I grew a lot within that relationship, so at least I could think that relationship and let it fly. Because that relationship was really like the stages of metamorphosis and to becoming a butterfly. I don't know what to say, but I feel like after that, I kind of just realized this is what I need to do to grow. So I'm very grateful for that. I don't like the person. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. Why would I be sorry? Um, I'm not saying you have to be grateful for something that hurts you. If something hurts you, get out of that situation and put yourself first. Take care of yourself. And I'm not saying that you need to go through hard times to be considered strong. Like, no, I hate when people are considered strong for like, powering through some like a terrible situation that like no one should have to go through that i'm not saying i should have had to go through the situation but i just so happens that i did and i did grow a lot out of it so i'm trying to focus on the good part the good part of my growth i'm really just trying to be a little self-focused here very self-involved like i captioned actually that might have been one of my favorite instagram posts the one that's captioned, like, very self-involved. I really like that one. And I think I liked the latest one I did, too. And I think I liked... Not the one before that, but the one, like, way... Like, the third one. I don't know. <laughs> I like some of them. I don't like other ones. But that that's life. Anyways. Yeah. I don't know. Focus on your growth. Focus on yourself. Show yourself kindness and patience. Let yourself feel things. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. I think I already said that. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um, clean your room right now if it's messy. Or if you're really sleepy, go to sleep. If you have a homework assignment due, do it right now. If you have a homework assignment due tomorrow at midnight and you still have energy left in you, do it right now. Do yourself a favor so that you don't have to do it tomorrow. Or do it tomorrow in the morning. I don't know. Just take care of yourself. I hope you've eaten today. I hope you've showered. I hope you either have a good day or a good night. And that's it. Good night, stinkies. Bye. Thanks for listening.